Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, cause I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Yo, yo, what's happening? What's happening? Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier, welcome to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast on BarbershopSportsTalkPodcast.com. We are here another week, a a monumental week of some sorts. Uh, First, I want to say follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, follow myself at Maestro Styles and follow Trey Frazier at Trey Frazier. If you're on Twitter, you can follow myself at Maestro Styles and you can follow Trey Frazier at Barbershop SPOR2. Um, if you're on Facebook, please like the Facebook page. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Trey, what's going on, man? Uh, April, not April, I'm sorry, August. 2015 was the birth of this podcast and to see us go through 200 of these things is remarkable given how we started and the journey that we went through up until this point so i gotta give a shout out to you my brother yes sir i'm gonna I'm give a shout out to myself in this podcast mm-hmm. we are at 200 episodes this is a milestone for this show and man um i feel like it should be more i mean it could have been more episodes but you know obviously we had some things go on but you know we still here um i I gotta give a quick shout out to the homie doug stewart yes um because he was one of the ones in the beginning that um helped get our platform to where it's at now uh i'll give a shout out to the x squad affiliates also because Mm -hmm. they've helped along this journey as well and countless of other individuals um from people that do their own podcasts to even some of our family members friends people that have helped us and given us advice along the way um we we're greatly appreciative for the support that you've given this show we're going to keep we're going to keep giving you that content that we've been doing for the last 199 episodes 
and we're we going to start it with this one, number 200. Um, we, we wanted to do some greater things this year, and obviously because of the pandemic, that's kind of slowed us down a little bit. But we're we, we going to still come strong. Every, every week, we're going to come strong. We're going to bring the content. Um, nothing's changed. We're, we're, we're still the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. We're still going to say what we want to say. We're still going to have those tough, hard conversations. And whatever the consequences are at the end, we'll just deal with that. So I just got to commend us, you know, for doing this, you know, since August 2015, my brother. Yeah, man. Um, I, I'll say this, man. Uh, when I came, when I thought of this idea in my head um, that you know I wanted to do a podcast, um, I couldn't think of when I when I you know in my mind said, okay, it's a sports podcast. It's it was really nobody else I thought to do it with. Um, you know, you you the one that I can argue with intelligently <laughs> um even though i don't necessarily <laughs> agree with none i don't necessarily agree with all your points but at least sure. um you can back up your uh your opinion with some sort of uh sports history or stat or you know you know it's not just oh i think this because it's something um or facts you yeah know. you know yeah. so so uh of everybody I, you know, you the guy I talk sports with. Um, I'd be on. I'd be lying if I said that I thought. I'd be lying if I didn't say I thought we'd be further, further along. Um, yep. But I would. But I also appreciate the journey. Um, us continuing to go in the midst of maybe not hitting milestones that we thought we were going to hit when we first started. Yep. Uh, five years later. And 200 episodes later, um, you know, I, that that's a real thing. But I, like I said, I, I, I'm never been more motivated to continue. Um, t- and man, like, let me let me j- again, 200 episodes. I don't know anything I've done outside of music for longer than five years. Um, and, a, and one job I've had. I don't know anything yeah. I've done for longer than five years. Uh, so, uh, kudos. I also want to say some of the same things you were saying, like, uh, you know, Doug Stewart, um, you know, looking out, ex-squad affiliates looking Mm -hmm. out and, uh, and very specifically, um, you know, some of the people who are in our chat room every episode, Mocha Bella, uh, Big Care 303, um, some of the you know some of the people that have been guests on the show like um uh Chief Rocker when he was a Chief Rocker Jersey Vern when he was a every week <laughs> call on uh I know right yes your, uh, your pops uh Mo Cheese who I uh understand had an interview um earlier this week on somebody's show shout Sunday to, uh Mo shout to Mo Cheese and Fish and uh, uh Real Cast Rangers um uh, with uh, 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 who am I talking about? Jungle Brother and that Ninja and Clay Davis. Jungle Brother, that Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like you know, everybody who's um, contributed to content. Michael Telf, Chips Telford, 
Um, yes, yes. Curdy. I don't want to leave out. Um, yeah, Rick Curdy with, yeah. uh, down in Charlotte yeah. with uh, his thing going on with that movement. Uh, Fame and Prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Cincinnati, he's almost been like a weekly caller in in the past. And yeah. um, my brother from Brooklyn, um, the Hispanic causing panic. You know, he had his own thing going on. Now he's doing something a little different. But he's been, you know, like some of the like when like when you was out um, because you had some personal to take care of. Um, there were times when he would come in and sort of kind of fill in just to kind of, you know, you know, talk a little bit of sports and things like that. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, that brother as well. Yeah, he filled in really admirably. So. Yeah, so, man. yeah, man. I mean, a yeah, number of people, number of people man. Uh, ABM and and I see Vince Wright is in the chat room. What's going on, Miss Mocha Better? We was just shouting y'all out. Um, yeah, Vince yeah, Wright. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes. Just just the the numerous amount of people who have supported us um, through through five years, man. Two hundred episodes. Um, I you know I can't say enough how how elated i am to have support of you know from some real people and um you know like i and <laughs> i can't say enough man uh you man <laughs> it's you man you uh <laughs> you my brother and we gonna keep it moving and uh, we gonna keep it moving um you know it's tough um they say that you shouldn't do business with uh, family members and you know and close friends and things of that nature and um yep. y- you know we've we've managed <laughs> you know we we've managed so um i i enjoy the idea of knowing that we are an anomaly we're an anomaly in the sense of uh we can do business as family i don't know what happened to trey trey just got off just uh got kicked off the line i don't think i did it this time um yeah man so i i appreciate i appreciate all of y'all man and we gonna we gonna keep moving uh we gonna keep doing what we're doing rc i see you man we appreciate y'all man we 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 really do appreciate y'all and um you know we gonna keep on we gonna keep on doing what we do till we don't want to do it no more (laughs) you know and that's just that's just real that's just real that's trey uh yeah, that's Trey. Yeah, he got kicked out. Yo, I don't, I don't know what just happened there. Neither my my computer, just, my computer just went blank, and it looked as if it was trying to reset itself. Right. So, I, yeah. I, that's the first time that's ever happened. Well, that a, that was that was not a Wi-Fi issue, by okay. the way. All right. Well, I'm a, uh, well, uh, well, we so so we still got the wi- we still we still. Uh, counting on the uh, the uh, weekly the weekly Wi Fi. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and that's because Verizon won't send texts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't doing that to shade you. <laughs> I wasn't doing that to shade you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to make two points though. Um, you know, w- w- before we moved on, I, I know you mentioned Mo Cheese had a interview on a show um, over the weekend. I wanted to shout that show out because I actually listened to. Mo's interview on the show and I actually called in you know it's just a couple brothers and a sister that you know do the show um it's called the Tiger Park show okay. it's uh it's an ex-squad affiliate you can check them out um ex-squadaffiliates.com they're also on the ex-squad radio network and they come on Sundays I know I think around one or two o'clock 
or something like that. I can't remember the exact time, but I do want to give those brothers and that sister a shout out. And great interview, by the way. Um, Mo Cheese, hold your head high, man. Um, yeah. You know, we want, want you to come home soon, man. I know what you're going through. I know what the people... Um, you know, that are getting paid the big bucks are trying to do to, you know, make sure that does happen, that you come home. Um, just, you know, keep holding your head high, man. It was it was definitely good to hear that man's voice. And, um, you know, we we, we, gonna, we praying for you, brother. Yeah, we're praying for you. For sure. For sure. And um, I just want to say it publicly, Trey, man, you my brother. I love you to death. But it's uh, but as a 36 year old Man, or get ready to be thirty-seven. I there is. I don't love you enough, and you are not my brother enough to ever have an orgy with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you were going there. I, I thought you were going to bring up some kind of Steeler Raven no. uh, rivalry, even though even though this has a even little bit this, to do even with though, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, man. It's, it's Raven related, and uh, I, I didn't expect us to talk about this. I thought we were going to talk about something a little more serious to start the show off, but we can, no. we, we can, we can get into uh, we, we can get into it since the title of the show is you know what it is. Yep, uh, I, I'm just I'm just not gonna. I, is there's um, there's not gonna be a situation during pandemic or anything where um, I'm gonna have a girl and I'm gonna ask you, yo, uh, you know, what's popping? Leave your family, <laughs> leave your family for a couple of days, and and, and yeah. let's run train on this girl. Um, and 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 even slightest situation, uh, and even slightest situation, which it never be. Turn yep. turn turn your damn GPS off on your social media platforms, man. And your Snapchat. I heard Snapchat yeah, was social media. involved with this also. Yeah, yeah. social media. Yeah, cut yeah, your, yeah, cut yeah. the GPS, the geotagging, whatever it is, cut it off. Yeah. Um obviously there's issues within the Thomas family. Um I, I mean that that's obvious. I don't want to get into um, any of the specifics or none of that stuff. Oh, I don't but. know what I don't. Yeah, I don't know that there's necessarily. I wouldn't call. I don't know if it's problems. Um, I know that this was ignorance. <laughs> uh, well, ignorance could be problems too, uh, but, so. or it could just be ignorance. Sure, sure. Um, having your having your wife point a gun at you, uh, I, I, man. You know what, man? <laughs> man, that's. that's if if I'm being honest, man, um, if I'm being honest, if you if you and, and for those that don't know, if you live under a rock, um, Earl Thomas, um, as, uh, you know, left house, left his house one day. This is all reportedly left his house one day and um, didn't come back. His, his wife wondered where he was. Uh, she had the brilliant idea of uh, going on his Snapchat um, and finding his location based on his Snapchat. She yep. found that location um, and then uh, grabbed her homegirls and rode out. <laughs> they went to said location to find Earl Thomas, his brother, and a female, according to the story that I heard, um, butt-ass naked. <laughs> the, yep. um, the friends of uh, Earl Thomas's girl... Um, Held the uh, brother and the girl at knife knife point or knife, <laughs> and yeah. uh, the wife of Earl Thomas 
then held uh, a gun to uh, old boy's face, to Earl Thomas's face. Um, and I guess, you know, it's funny. I didn't even, I don't even know how this story ended. I guess they all just went home. I don't, I don't know how this, <laughs> I don't know how this, uh, yeah, how right. this happened. Um, right. it was, but it was funny that, um, I heard on Joe Budden's podcast when they were talking about it, they were saying that the news covered, when the news covered it, they ended it with, um, Earl Thomas will not be facing charges. <laughs> Um, and I'll be honest with you, why should he? Yeah, that, he that, wasn't the one yeah, with that's, the weapon. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's what's funny about it. Like, why would they even, why would he have, why would he be facing charges? Like, Nor nor should he be cut from the team. Yeah. And I'm that, not saying that because I'm a Raven fan. I'm looking at it from all angles. He shouldn't be cut. It was, well, it was, it was a family issue mm-hmm. or, or by your term, ignorance of some kind. Um, I I call it there. There may be some problems, you know, within the household. Well, I'm that not going to assume that. That I hope they work out, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm not going to assume um, that. But, um, but no, he he shouldn't um, face any kind of punishment from the team, uh, the league, and and to be honest, this story is kind of simmered down a little bit. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not. Oh, but I, I don't even happened. know that it was a big story. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I haven't, you know, I've been working, so I haven't been really caught up on, um, on, um, you know, was first, you know, I, watch, I haven't been watching, you know, TV for that matter. Um, right. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that it's been a big story. It was just, well, when I heard it, I thought it was hilarious. There was no way I wasn't going to cover it. I guess because... I live in the Baltimore area, so they talk about it on Sports Talk Radio. It was on the local news. It was on all kinds of platforms here in the area. So um, I consumed a lot of the news, and you're right. It's not a national story, it, or it hasn't seemed to be a national story. I think maybe ESPN caught wind of it once, and then they just kind of left it alone after that. But in, in all seriousness, though, um, whatever... Whatever the situation is between that household, whether it's good, bad, ignorance, what have you, um, I'm happy. I can say that I'm happy that nobody got hurt on a physical level. Yeah. Um, when I when I think of stuff like this that could potentially be deadly, I think of something like what happened to the late great Steve McNair years ago. As a matter of fact, it was almost ten. 10- years ago yeah a little over 10 years ago where he was going out with this mistress and the story was was that he was going back home to his wife the mistress didn't like it she spazzed out he shot him in the head she killed herself and you know yeah we we know what happened there i'm glad that this situation with earl thomas and his wife didn't get to that point so you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, kind of leave it at that, that I hope whatever, whether it's good, bad, you know, you say it's ignorance. I, I say they got some issues. Um, I, I hope well, they work it out. Well, I hope I'm, they work it out. And just to be clear, I'm not saying it is or ain't. Right. Factually, what Earl Thomas did was stupid. 
That's 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 what that's no question. What, yeah, no based question. on based yep. on the facts, I'm drawing the conclusion that that mm-hmm. is that's not a smart thing to do. Um, yep. I don't I don't know what's going on. I, I so I, I won't put on the situation, family, and what's going on. I don't know that he was out there cheating because you know they mm-hmm. were having issues with their marriage. He might have just been cheating because he was horny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know I you know right. And that has right. nothing to do with what was going on in their marriage. So I don't want to. I don't mm-hmm. want to make it seem like yeah I I I'm I'm mm-hmm. staying neutral in that in that vein because I don't know what's going on there in their family I know what he did understood and we I don't know, know either yeah I, I just, know how she what, reacted what we, and and right and, and, right and and let me say this about how she reacted um, that mm-hmm. is a um, how I was raised mm-hmm. I was taught that that's a that's a a an acceptable reaction so um, I I didn't feel no kind of way about it i i you know mm. like i said um i mean maybe did she i don't know i, I that if you if your man is cheating you go get him that's what i was that's how i was taught you know what i'm saying that sure a woman sure. going to get their man from doing some stupid shit is is sure. what women do so i, I don't know she don't, got the control as long yeah. as she got as long as she can maintain that you know what just, just, just point it at him. Don't. Yeah, she ain't shoot him. Don't, don't do nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, don't do nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah. yeah. That that would not have been a. It, it the the story would have ended very differently than yeah. it has now. And I get so. the vibe that and 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 just based on the fact that it was, it hasn't been covered and it's not a big story, um, gives me the uh, confidence to say that is that it 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 was handled. That was handled well. She went in there. She was in complete control of what she knew what she was doing. And yeah, what, right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and as far as I know, they, you know, they good. As, <laughs> you know, as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They just. Yeah, let them, let them work it out. The damage let is them, back, them, back at home. <laughs> let, them work the, let them work the issues out. Yeah. I, 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 I'll say one quick point about it, though, and just in, in regards to how the Ravens look at the situation. Um, I'll say it again, in my opinion, I don't feel like he should be cut. Um, Let's just say they went ahead and decided, you know what, you know, the pay ain't matching the play. This, um, this incident is just getting too much smoke. Um, Whether they, you know, whether a fan base wants to relate this to a Ray Rice situation, which I would disagree with totally. Um, if they went ahead and said, you know what, we, we, we got to part ways. I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset one bit if, the, if, if it would have happened. Hold um, on. Either, well, if who either said way, they going to part ways? No, no, no. I'm saying, let's say the Ravens decided that they went ahead and let Earl Thomas go. I wouldn't have been, you know, entirely upset about it. I I think if I think if I were in your situation, I'd be I'd be upset about that. Um, I I wasn't impressed, and if we're just talking on the field stuff, yeah. I, I wasn't imp- I wasn't impressed with his play. Um, last year, um, I think some of the other guys in that secondary I thought performed a lot better than he did, just in terms of just performance, not because of the position he played, but just in terms of just personal performance, I thought I thought it was eh, you know. Okay, yeah. You but know. again, but again, my my stance is is that 
based on this situation, he shouldn't get cut. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be clear about that. But if they went ahead and you know did it anyway, I would have just been like, all right, okay, they, yeah. they did felt like they needed to do in that situation. So. Uh, let me say what's up to uh, Chief Rocker, who's in, and we appreciate the love, man. Um, we was we was just saying about you, man. You was there was a time when you was our uh, <laughs> our, our local, our, our weekly call in, man. And uh, you know, you always bought that content. You always bought that content when you was on, man. Chief Rocker, man, yes, we we appreciate you, bro. Um, yes, sir. Wait a minute, show Jelani, man. We we see you another dude that we have yes. uh yeah he's been around man we shout out to Jelani yep yeah shout out we to appreciate the y'all man we, we 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 truly appreciate y'all yep yep hey maestro can i get into um ahmad Aubrey? can i can i get into that story yeah uh, yeah <laughs> sure uh, if, if you're ready to have your, if you're ready to have the 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 sad and if you're ready to have the sad conversations well, now and, oh there's yes. the sad conversations and there's more and there's more behind them so it's yeah yeah it's 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 a sad conversation to have um a, another black man gunned down recklessly um for no reason just because he was jogging in a white neighborhood i mean that that's i mean pretty much based on the facts um that's just how this thing has you know been portrayed out to be so i i, I do want to give a few shout outs in regards to this um Obviously, rest in peace to Ahmad Arbery. Um, shout out to his family and, you know, condolences to the family members and anyone that's, you know, been affected by this. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to the NFL Players Coalition um, for signing off on a request to the federal government to conduct this um, internal investigation on a couple of things. Number one. Why did it take us, us as a people, to see this video before you guys as law enforcement reacted, number one? And number two, this third accomplice that took the video in, you know, in the first place, because he's tied to this. Like, they're saying that he's tied to the two dudes that gunned him down. Um, you know, what, you know what's his role into all this so and so so i i, I gave the players coalition um props for that um i do want to say that tom brady applied his signature on this as well and made it known that um he he's signing off on this request um to the federal government for them to you know further conduct this investigation here um so maestro your your, your thoughts Hey, um, I I want to speak to the um, the let me first of all rest in peace. Um, and 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 it wasn't just him in the past week. Um, I don't I don't, I don't pretend to know. There was another names. brother in Indiana. Yeah, and um, yep. and then I if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, there was a guy in New York too. If I'm not mistaken, um. I, that's just what I heard via another podcast. So um, there has been other lives lost. Um, yes. Let me let me be, let, let me be very clear on that. And um, condolences to those families as well. What I want to say in regards to uh, this this specific murder, um, mm-hmm. I I want to encourage our people 
and 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 we I I feel like us on social media being being outraged and, and demanding justice and, and and those types you know using our platforms to uh you know point out the wrong had a lot to do with why these guys were convicted. And um what I'll say to the people who give a fuck about justice and things being played the right way and being done the right way and and people not doing things like this is that we got to keep out we got to keep using our voice. Um we got to continue to use our voice um when we see something wrong, we need to as a collective continue to point it out and come together as a collective and point it out um because uh illumin- illuminating the issues is always going to be the first step in these situations um these situations are not going to stop happening um i want to be i want to be very clear i want about what my stance is it's going to keep happening um and it's our job to keep putting it out there and keep and yep. then and and taking it to the next step, whatever the next step is, because we clearly don't know what the step the next step is. We always we get to this point, and we've gotten to this point, um, particularly and you know anywhere from 2015 to 2017, 18, where uh, this was happening at a uh, where it was happening on the mainstream. Where it, yeah, Often. where where yeah. these were being reported a lot, yeah, you know, 2015, 2016, and then sort of the reports sort of kind of died down a bit. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, I know that these things still happen. But my, I'm saying it to say is that we need to continue to use our voice to say what we want, and um, and we and uh. After having or listening to several conversations, because I haven't been able to, or I haven't talked to a lot of people about, you know, these situations, Mm -hmm. what I know is, or what I've gathered is, is that once we, we come with an idea about what we want as a collective, we need to air, we need to voice that, we need to air that out. What do yeah. we want? What we not going to tolerate? And, and we need to keep on making that clear. Um, that's the first step. Um, I know a lot of folks is like, well, the next step is we need to, uh, you know, police the neighborhoods and we need to be ready to shoot and we need to be ready to do all that. Um, I don't know if that's the, the answer. I don't know. I know at some point as a people, and I don't mean black, I mean people who just ain't with the bullshit. Um, yep. we need to start coming to some <laughs> to some conclusions and um and start making these conclusions and start making these demands known. Um because we did we did I feel like we did get these du- these dudes convicted. I feel like our our influence did yep. get these these cats convicted. Um and 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 I want to applaud the community for for that. Mm-hmm. But um now that we know we can do that we should know. We need to know that we can do some other things with our influence. Absolutely, and I, and I think that next step, obviously, the family wants justice served. Um, they want these guys. We want to go away served. for. A, we do. We 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 want justice. We want these guys to go away go away for a long, long time. Um, the 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 sentencing has to be right, and I, and I guess the question is, how do we uh, how do we go about 
making sure that the prosecution and the grand jury sees fit that this was one uh, uh, a despicable crime and two that that i mean there was no justification for what happened like there's i mean yeah they're going to they're going to prove reasonable doubt they're going to say um they feared for their life which is what i think Vince Wright had uh, or RC had said in the chat that they used the words i feared for my life um that you know that that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me um i understand why he's saying it but it doesn't sit well with me um but yeah we we need to find a way to somehow make sure that the prosecution sees fit that these guys um for a long time go away even if that means you you got to do the death penalty or they go away for 25 or 30 and i'm not even sure that's enough i'm i'm i'm, I'm not a you know criminal law expert or anything like that but i i know in the past when guys have gotten off or have gotten light sentences it, it, it's just not the results that we want when it comes to these kinds of hate crimes it it, it just hasn't so um yeah, yeah. i was gonna say something else um i oh, i, I did want to say that i um I, I watched the interview last night on CNN with uh, Chris Cuomo, yeah. and he had the lawyer and the third person of interest in all this. I think the guy's name is Roddy Bryan or something like that. That the guy that was doing the video from his truck. Yeah. And one of the things that really disgusted me about the interview, first of all. Um, it, it was pointless to even have the guy on because the guy barely said 10 words throughout the entire inter- interview. I mean, it, it, it was just really all the lawyer um, pretty much kind of doing all the talking here. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally understand, you know, the lawyer is supposed to stay, take up for the client. Um, but uh, to me, the, the interview was just sort of kind of useless because in the end, we really... Or at least I felt like I didn't learn anything coming out of the interview. It was just more so him sticking up for his guy, um, him claiming that he has no connection with these two other guys. And, you know, he he lives in the neighborhood. Um, his house is across the street from these two guys. Um, you know, what what what's the deal? You know, and then there's simple questions like, OK, if you did took the video and we understand that the importance of the video was what it is, why didn't you call 911? And the dude couldn't even answer that. Um, yeah. The lawyer couldn't even they, they couldn't even answer that. Sure. You know, one simple joint. So, sure. so, you know, needless to say that that was just it, it was just a waste of my time, to be quite honest with yeah. you. And, I, and again, it, it's just more the reason that, you know, if 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 the third guy doesn't get most of the smoke then at the very minimum these two guys that actually did the shooting they they got to go deep under yeah but i don't know about most of the smoke he ain't, i mean he ain't killed nobody um he, he didn't he so, didn't so but, i don't know about uh, most of it there's but something there's something obviously up well i'll say this because whether he was included in the murder or not meaning you know Mm-hmm. Whether he was or wasn't, well, let me say this: if he if he was friends or cl- clicked up with them other two cats, 
Because this could have been a situation where he was like, yeah, watch what we do to him and they videotaped it. But that would be stupid. But, it, I mean, I've seen stupidest shit in the world. So that's yeah. possible. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if it's that situation, then he need to go to jail. If it's just him being a bystander, um, then then he should certainly pay some penance. And I don't know if it's, it's not punishable by law, but he should certainly pay some, some uh, social media penance or some type of a, uh, penance for mm-hmm. not calling 911. But at the same time... We mm-hmm. uh we wouldn't have seen this video and maybe yep. this out this back this outrage wouldn't have happened. We um uh, we've we've been um over the five over the two hundred episodes we've done, we've been consistent and man, once you see that video, <laughs> uh, that, yep. that 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 yep. you know, that that changes the whole shit. So um that that could have been that could have very well been the catalyst to the outrage that that we had as a uh, community and social media and um you know Eventually, getting these two guys uh, brought in. Now, yep. um, he had they haven't been convicted yet, is what I read from I believe RC. But um, this is a step, and and um, thank you for a step. Now we need to finish the job. Yeah, um, gotta finish the job. And and what was what was this guy's role in all this? And and again, we acknowledge that this dude he took the video. This is what got these guys arrested so there's no question that without that video we're not talking about this there's no question about that probably not talking about it right right we're not talking about this but we we need to know hey were you just strolling down the street take you know you had your video on already anticipating this did you pull up to the scene and it all just jumped off like i i i want to get some answers in regards to you know what this guy role was if he, i mean if he's found to not be connected to these guys then cool but if he has any connection to these guys in any way possible if there's proof of that then they they got to bring that the prosecution they got to bring that to the table and say hey you 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 may not have pulled the trigger but you you was an accessory to what happened to Mr. Arbery so yeah. You know, they they, they got to make it do what it do, man. Yeah. And again, I, I hope that um, this family gets justice. And we all hope and pray that this guy and his family gets the justice that they deserve. Facts, facts. Um, let me say what's up to the sauce man, Professor X. Um, what up, what up? I didn't know that. I, I've seen sauce man. I didn't know that he was... Um, a part of the Tiger Park show, so let me give you yes, a special. He is. Yes, uh, he is. Give you a special shout out um, for that uh, interview with uh, Mo Cheezus. That's good. That's a good man right there. Um, no doubt. Let me say what's up to. I had to scroll all the way up to remember who I was shouting out. So that's why it's taking me so long. Um, Rough Buff, what's going on, man? We appreciate you. What up? What up? Another a one day one. We appreciate yes. you, yes, man. Sir. Met met him in person. Yeah, great great dude, man. Great yeah. dude, right? Shout out, shout out to him, man. We 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 appreciate. Like I said, man, we thankful, man. Like I want I I want to make sure that if you leave with nothing, um, we thankful. We 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 are thankful, man. Yes, much appreciated. Yeah. Hey, I want to I want to read this tweet from uh, Jason Whitlock of uh, Fox Sports fame, right? So this was in response to what happened to Ahmad Aubrey last week. And, and obviously everybody knows, you know, anything this man tweets, you know, it, it's going to get attention and he's going to get the smoke. So so this was his tweet from Jason Whitlock. 
He says, this isn't helpful. It's Twitter trolling. It's using this man's tragedy to build a brand as more outspoken than Michael Jordan. There are all kinds of ways to draw attention to this tragedy, suggesting that we are hunted every day, every time is just shit stirring. So I don't he care. put that out there. I don't care. And, you know, I don't care. Everybody, everybody went after him. LeBron went after him, surprisingly. Yeah, I don't care. And, you know, a whole lot of people, yeah. you know, just. He entitled to his opinion. I, I, I'm not about to get that bitch. I'm not about to get that no daylight. God bless him. I was I was I was gonna say you called him a bitch. I, mean, I was like, you sure? You sure, man? No, I'm not. You know, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah right. this, this, yeah, that, yeah. You're not getting no that that no no. All God bless. All right, him. all right. And he can um, still and he can still and, and let's be very clear. He could still be a bitch, and I hope that God bless him. So God bless him. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised at his response to this. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I I mean, if you want to respond, sure, but I I ain't got no rap for that. I ain't about to get, no. No. Uh, well, I, I I really don't have much. I I just wanted to kind of you know put that out there, and you know just for folks to you know people that listen in, people in the chat that haven't seen this yet. Um, and I I even got the tweet um from LeBron. Um, he replied. Well, actually, no. LeBron um posted this first, and then Whitlock responded with what he said. But this was LeBron's tweet. He said, "We're literally hunted every day, every time." We step foot outside the comfort of our homes. Can't even go for a damn jog, man. Like, you know, like WTF, man. Are you kidding me? No, man, for real. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, Ahmad. Rest in paradise. And my prayers go out to the family. So that was so Whitlock was responding to what LeBron was saying there. And then everybody else, you know, came in, chimed in and, you know, gave him gave him his, you know, much deserved uh, smoke there. So, yeah, man, I won't be doing no orgies with you, bro. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Try to get it. Hey, uh, rest gotta, in Got to relay it back to the title. Rest I, in I, peace. I, I get it. Rest in peace to Andre Harrell. Rest in peace to Little Richard. Rest in peace to Betty Wright, man. Um, man. Uh, and rest in peace to Roy from Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Just to add to that list there, yeah, too. I didn't know nothing about that. But, yeah, rest in peace to him, too. That Andre yeah. Harrell, that Andre Harrell one, um, um, with respect to Betty Wright and respect to Little Richard, uh, Andre Harrell is kind of like my um, the music that he was responsible for is kind of like my introduction into music. So I, I, I'm a little, um, you know, being old enough to comprehend it. I mean, like Mary J. Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, um, so him passing, um, man, that 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 was that was that was a good one. That was that was um, that was deep. Um and he was yep. young man like yeah considering I don't I don't um I never I had never found out what the reasons you know what the reasons you know for his passing was but mm-hmm. uh, nonetheless man he that Bama wasn't sixty years old man um he was he he was fifty nine yeah he wasn't sixty years old man he didn't make sixty a legend in the in the game a legend in the game and um. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um. So sometimes we use the term coaching tree because we talk sports and stuff. Yeah. If I had to apply that to Andre Harrell, Obviously. Um, he is a great root to a very legendary musical tree. Um, 
you know, folks, if you don't know about Andre Harrell, Google this man and you're going to see pictures of him with Mary J. Blige, uh, legendary R&B, the queen of R&B, um, Puff Daddy, gave Puff Daddy his first job. Look what that led to. That led to Bad Boy Records. That led to um, one of the greatest MCs in hip-hop history. That led to a lot of classic hits, you know, for Bad Boy. Uh, Jodeci, I'll Be Sure, Teddy Riley, New Jack Swing. It, it You know, Heavy D, it, it led to a lot of legendary artists that did not just music for themselves, but, you know, music for other artists coming up you know, at that time and even years into the future at that time. Um, I do want to say this, too, also. Um, he was executive producer of that show New York Undercover back in the day. Um, those scenes at Natalie's where they play music, um, he was the influence behind that. Yeah. So... I, I just want to put that out there and, you know, let folks understand how impactful this guy was, not just in music, but in just other genres of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And rest in peace to Roy Horn, Mocha Bella puts in the chat room. So, Yeah, um, from Siegfried and Roy, yep. Oh, okay, yep. gotcha, okay. I didn't, know, I didn't yep. know who that was. I, I couldn't remember his last name. I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. I didn't even know he passed, so... Um, but yep. yeah, for certain, rest in peace. Um, so, uh, getting into some some sports. <laughs> um, so apparently, uh, apparently, uh, it got out. Uh, I guess Sunday. I, I think it was Sunday where I saw this that uh, Gary Myers, who is an NFL columnist, reported that uh, amongst the many reasons that Tom Brady left the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. A big reason was uh, Tom Brady's relationship with Josh McDaniels had uh, soured in some sense, um, i.e. that uh, Tom Brady wanted more input in game planning and Josh McDaniels wasn't necessarily with all that. And um, I do want to um, say in Tom Brady's defense, he's come out and said, nah, we cool, you know, this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. But... Um, are you buying that Josh McDaniels had anything to do with uh, him leaving? And it's obviously we're playing the speculation game. I, me personally, before you give your opinion, I'm still mm-hmm. a fan of the theory that uh, him and Bill Belichick's um, relationship is soured, and that's what's happening. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, this is just another another uh, chapter in the story of. Uh, <laughs> That great Tom Brady documentary that's going to come out 20 years from now. Yeah, kind of like uh, The Last Dance with these bulls, right? Right. That's, that's, that's what we're expecting, right? Right. So I think this is a piece of it. I don't think this is the one number one bullet on why Brady left New England. I think, obviously, we talk about him and Belichick's relationship. And I think the one thing, and I brought this up, I think, a couple weeks ago. I think that Super Bowl against Philly, the one they lost, where Malcolm Butler did not play at all. Yeah. He, you know, Belichick benched him pretty much uh, the entire game. Yeah. You know, I think the night before, I think that decision was made. And that had Brady like, like, really? You benching this guy 
we need this guy in the Super Bowl. We need him playing on the field. So I think it started there, and then it just kind of trickled on down uh, the rest of the way. Now, Josh McDaniels has had a couple of stints with the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, because he took the Denver job yeah. like right in the middle you know, of kind of his tenure there. He, mm-hmm. he was there for a few years, got the Denver job, and then he came back um, to the Patriots to run the offense again. I could see a situation where that relationship is kind of soured. It also, it's been a long time. It's been at least over 10 years since, um, or at least a 10-year stretch where him and Brady have had this relationship and things have just didn't go well. Now, if you want to point to last season and how inept they've looked at times offensively, yeah, I could I could totally see Brady being like, "I, right, McDaniel's, we, we 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 just not rocking right now." And 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 granted that and granted it's not McDaniel's fault in terms of the talent that you know comes in and out year in year out that's yeah. on Belichick, but in terms of McDaniel's job description, his description is to put the players in the best position to win because Obviously, your boss does the same thing for the entire team. So I would assume that you as the OC do the same thing. Mm -hmm. If these guys aren't great at certain things, then you don't put them in those kind of situations. And And I think that there were moments last season where there were guys that were out of place. Yeah. Um, how much, how much, uh, stock do you put into, Josh McDaniels not allowing Brady to put input, having input into the game plans, and and that being the issue. Um, I don't buy it. I, I I'll be honest with you, I don't believe it. For a veteran like Tom Brady to not have input at the age of forty something, yeah, and he's been ha- and and he's been giving input to guys like. There's a reason why. Every time you watch a Patriots game, they're always panning the camera to Tom Brady. What's he doing on the bench? Who is he talking to? What's the receivers he's chatting with? Who's the OC? And what what are they talking about? I I don't buy for one second that Josh McDaniels all of a sudden doesn't want Tom Brady's input. I, I, I just don't buy that. Well, maybe he was. I mean, do you? Do you buy the idea that he was never putting uh, getting the giving input that he was never giving input? No, I don't buy that. You don't think he was ever giving it? I mean, you you you're you're. Kind I of, think he. I think he, Brady he was, was giving, giving input. input. Okay, I think he is. The reason I say that is because every Patriots game, that camera is always showing that sideline whenever they're not on the field. You you're always seeing Brady with. You know, with a plan in his hand, you're always seeing him talk to receivers. You're always seeing him talk to whether it's Bill O'Brien when he was there, whether it was Josh McDaniels or whoever the OC was at that time. He he was conversating with these guys. So I just don't believe that all of a sudden Josh McDaniels bumped his head and said, I, I don't want to take input from this guy or that it never was a situation where he never n- now now Josh McDaniels might have said you know what Brady I disagree with that so I'm just going to do what I do 
I could see something like that happening, but yeah. not to the point to where you're tr- trying to silence Tom Brady from giving his input. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you. Um I'm I'm uh I got a little sidetracked while we were while while you was talking. Um um it was good. Well, it's not a problem. We we about to we about to take it a little old school. Microwave is called and I'm going to throw him on speakerphone. Um, okay. This we on the 200th episode. We got we got to we got to show love. Oh god. Okay. Man. So yeah, we we going to show love. Yo, Microwave. What's up? What's up? What's up, fellas? What's popping, man? What's going what's on? Going? Not much, man. Good. Hey, I got. I'm off today, man. So I finally get a chance to call in, man. I know. I know you said you ain't having it set up, but I had to call in, man. Show love to my folks. Yeah, man. We appreciate it for sure. We appreciate, appreciate it, you, bro. What's going on oh, with God. you, man? It's been a long time, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm chilling. You know, same old, same old. I guess the. You can call me one of them hero workers because I work in a warehouse and we supply the grocery store. So I'm still working six days a week while most folks is waiting to get up out the house. I'm waiting for them to shut me down so I can sit in the house for a couple weeks, you know? Yeah. It's all good, though. Nah, I'm working too, bro. So I'm, I'm outside too. I'm, I'm outside right with you, man. So. Um, and, 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 and I give you a little, uh, I give the, the listeners a little stir into my personal life. I'm in people's apartments and in people's homes fixing things every day. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I got to deal with people who, who got to stay home and they breaking shit. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a little, it's That's definitely scary, a little, though. yeah, scared as hell. Scary. Oh, Right. Go up in there. So, and yeah, okay, of course, you, uh, when you fixing something, you don't know who touched what. Exactly. Okay. They got me. I'm, I'm, I'm spraying everything I walk past with bleach, man. I, I, it's, ne- it's never enough bleach around here for me. Well, what's up with you, though, Trey? Hey, man. Um, been working from home, man. I've been I've been playing a role of school teacher and employee oh, at the same about time. The school man. teacher shit. Oh man, I forgot about doing school teacher shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got a three year old and a five year old, and man, if if there's anything that's more challenging during this pandemic, it's that it's trying to put the school teacher hat on and it's trying to put the employee hat on all in the same day, five days a week. <laughs> Shout out to the school teachers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we we yeah, really appreciate your shout out to the school teachers because, well, you know, um, down here this is the last week of school, so so my daughter said, um, well, look, my wife just verified this is the last week of school down here, but um, other than that, you know, you got a lot of folks who finally understanding how important it is to teach this job, man. Oh, look, gotta sit there and do that for your kids yourself. Yeah, I um I know I I'm uh like um another tidbit about my life. I actually had my uh one of my neighbors was actually one of my kids uh was my kids teacher at a point in time. So we we uh you know we we speak. And when this shit hit, man, I had to text her like, "Hey, look, I need some help. Like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for everything you do. I ain't never about to come at none of y'all sideways unless y'all on some bullshit because, man, this, this, this trying to teach these, like, I'm just teaching my two. 
Imagine trying to teach, uh, you know, 25 motherfuckers that ain't got no common sense and got their own sensibilities based on what they was taught at home, man. Like, I can't imagine. Exactly. What's crazy is, like, you know, not to say, uh, so I'm not going to use the word bad. You never realize how annoying your kids are until they don't got to go to school and you got to have them home all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they got siblings and they get to interacting with each other and daddy, can you tell her to leave me alone? Daddy, can you tell him to leave me alone? And daddy, this, daddy, that's like, oh. Oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. Daddy about to go to work. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all, oh. y'all, y'all had to handle that. <laughs> I'm yeah. I ain't gonna. Hey, hey, fish. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm, 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 I'm over that. They don't even come to me. They, they, they swap it out. They, they even if they can't talk it out, they swap it out. And if I hear somebody crying, that's when I know to go and go see what's going on. I, my man, <laughs> I put them in their area, <laughs> and I tell them tear it up. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Just come out for dinner time. Nah, I don't even play referee. They older sister do that now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but real talk, though, fellas. I want to um, call and talk some sports with y'all because, you know, obviously the elephant in the room, well, we got the pandemic going on, but, you know, as far as the NFL draft goes, you know, I, I, I've, I've been receiving a lot of criticism on the draft of my Philadelphia Eagles. So, I, I, you know, I haven't had much time to see what you guys had to say about it, but um, you know. Well, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I'll tell you about your Eagles. Um, and 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 trust me, I don't know nothing. I, I you know, you you know me. I ain't, I ain't about all the college. I know y'all drafted Jalen Hurts, and um, I'm gonna tell you, I like the pick. I, I like the pickup. I don't like what there's what some of the stories I've read about the speculation on how they're gonna deal with Jalen Hurts. Don't tell me you're going to turn him into a running back. That is some of the most disrespectful shit I've heard. And I don't want to see no two-quarterback system. Either you're going to train him up and see what he do as a quarterback if he and put him in that competition, or, you you know what I'm saying, you job wasted the draft pick. But don't don't tell me. I don't want to hear nothing about no two-quarterback system, and I don't want to hear that damn sure don't want to hear nothing about Jalen Hurts running the ball. Yeah, um, I agree with that, Maestro, and well, you know, to a to, to a certain degree, because I feel like um, Jalen Hurts gives another dimension that defense is going to have to prepare for. Number one, number two, in third third and inches, fourth and inches, and we decide to go for it. I don't know if I'd rather have. I don't know if there's a better option out there than Jalen Hurts understanding what the opportunities run football. Not to mention the fact. Well, I tell you this: if 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 that's the situation, no, I'm saying if that's the situation you're thinking about, um, yeah, I, I hope that he is uh, ready to throw that ball because they they prepare for the run. Yeah, any smart defense yeah, is prepared for the run. And, and, I think, and I think that's the part that I said, you know, where other defenses are going to have to try to prepare for. How is Philadelphia going to use him? Are they only going to use him on third on third and short, fourth and short? What if it's third and three? Do we put him in there and give him the option to throw the football? And, and, and also, when you look at the receiving you draft, now I wasn't necessarily like I, I never knew nothing about the guy until we drafted him. I had to go and do some research on him. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he's okay. Uh, but I Jefferson. But however, when I look at who else they draft, we draft three receivers. Two of them, two of them are four four three. One of them is four three four three four. And we're trying to build. You know, you know, flat. Uh, what do you say? Uh, 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 imitation is the best form of flattery. And we know that Doug Peterson is an Andy. Yeah. He's trying to build his offense the same way Andy Reid is, where you got a track team of wide receivers. Marquis Goodwin. He got a track team of wide receivers right now. Mm-hmm. You got a dominant tight end. You got a shifty running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I believe they're trying to build an offense the same way. Now, as far as the Jalen Hurts pick goes, one thing that I do know, since, and, and I think it's only came about since we won the Super Bowl, is that Philadelphia uh, values the, the, the backup quarterback role as a top 10 position in the offense, or actually on the team. So forget, you know, forget offense, defense. They value the backup quarterback as a top 10 position on the roster. And be that as it may, we can question it all we want, but we want to shoot ball with a backup quarterback. So I can understand why they say, well, hey, we value the backup quarterback so much that if Jalen Hurts happened to fall in our lap in the second round, we're going to draft him. We didn't trade up to get him. We just, we just straight yeah, up drafted him. Except Andy Reid never drafted a quarterback to play wide receiver. I, that, that's the back. big difference there. Or running back. But, but Fish, let me say this, though. Um, I'm on the side of these guys don't trust the health of Carson Wentz. Um, because otherwise, I feel like y'all could have gotten one of these receivers, which was a very deep draft at that position, um, you let go of Nelson Aguilar. He's not there no more. Deshaun Jackson. Um, I don't know how much, you know, healthy he's going to be when he comes back and really at the receiver spot, that's really y'all hole right now. And I don't feel like y'all really addressed it. Now y'all did get, um, the kid in the first round. I, I, I did see that. Um, my problem with it was, was that he wasn't the best receiver at that point when y'all made that pick. Um, so I'm on the side where they don't trust Carson Wentz's health. They got Jalen Hurts for insurance. They value the backup role, like Maestro said earlier. I think that's oh, what I they're going that with. Because I don't, I, I can't imagine why they like he he just dropped the bomb on me when he said that that uh, they value the backup quarterback as like the tenth most important role on on the team. That mm-hmm. that sounds like a. I mean, without without me on the top of my head thinking about the top ten priority positions on a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not thinking about the backup. I'm quarterback. not thinking about the backup quarterback over over over. I'm not a whole bunch of weapons on offense right. and defense at which skill position. Me, which makes me think that they drafted him because this guy Wentz at some point is going to get hurt. And so Jalen Hurts comes in and and takes over for him. And if it turns out that Jalen Hurts sets the world on fire, then guess what? They're gonna roll with Jalen Hurts for the foreseeable future. Now, here what I here's what I think the alternative could be. Let's say Carson Wentz does prove that he can stay healthy for 16 games and actually play some playoff games. After two years. If he does that successfully, then maybe the Eagles think about, you know what, Carson proved us right. Let's go ahead and maybe 
put a package together to another team looking for, you know, a potential starting quarterback and we could put Jalen Hurts in a trade somewhere else. And I could see that. you wasted a draft training. pick. But then if that's the case, you wasted a draft pick. And exactly. then the, and then the other thing to and then the other thing for me is you already paid Carson Wentz. I know you're mm-hmm. not talking you already talking about a possible successor? Now now Maestro. Maestro, I'm gonna say this. Now I can't I can't hear what Trey's saying. Uh, he, he's in and out to me, but um I'll say this. Have you heard Carson Wentz speak about his concussion? No. The dude sound like Andrew Luck, man. The dude sound like Andrew Luck, and at any given time, if he catches another one, it's a possibility he may retire. He's saying that it's very scary because your brain's all shook up, and you only get one brain. And in this era, being that we paid him already, is what I'm saying is, in this era of guys who retire at ages that you wouldn't expect them to, yeah. The Eagles are just preparing themselves to say, well, hey, look, man, if Carson gets another head injury, he might mess around and retire on us and take his $109 million smiling and walk away, mm. you know? And then, and, and then and then what are we going to do? So in the meantime, uh, being that Jalen was a second-round pick, we got him for four years. Yeah, We got him for four years on his rookie contract. If Carson, if Carson can't stay healthy or decides that he doesn't want to play the game anymore – then I think that we have the best the best succession plan that we could have, yeah. considering everything that, that that you know that went on in the draft. And I understand it's kind of wild to, to to consider. Well, hey, why would they consider the backup quarterback a top ten position? Well, it's probably only because you're only one hit away, one play away. Yeah. Every team is only one play away from their quarterback having to take a step back, whether it's three games, four games, whether it's a quarter or two. Or whether it's, you know, the rest of the season, we saw the Saints, Drew Brees, you know, they had, luckily they had Teddy Bridgewater who went 5-0 and last year while Drew Brees was out. You know, so the backup quarterback, I think it's starting, it, 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 to me, the backup quarterback right now is starting to have more value than, than running back overall. Mm. Man, the microwave with the exclusive. Good, yeah, that's a hot take for damn sure. Man. <laughs> That's damn. I, 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 I ain't hear that. Before. I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get ahead of it, bro. I'm trying no, to get ahead. I like of it. that. No, I like that. Talk, talk your shit. I like that. No, I like that. Okay. I um, okay. I, that's a good. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, that conversation. Uh, I didn't know that that information about um Carson Wentz. And I tell you this, man. It sound like it sound like it sound like more of what Trey was saying though. When you telling me this, they don't expect this dude. They don't expect this dude to um to be healthy. Nor do they expect him to finish the contract. Yeah, right. Not healthy. He's going to end up walking away and saying, "I got a hundred and nine million. Why do I need to continue to do this?" And and from what I'm hearing, Carson Wentz is more of an intellectual guy than I paid him to be. Uh-huh. I paid him to be, you know, this hunting guy, go out there and shoot birds. But they saying Carson Wentz is pretty, is pretty, quote unquote, intellectual. So you know, he values his brain more than we would think. He's not just a meathead football player right. that's going to go out there and, and, and put his life on the line. Not only that, is that now that he's thinking this, how will it affect his play? He's not going to go out there and get the extra yard. He's not going to go out there and make the extra exactly. play. So is that going right, to right. feel valuable, or will that decrease his value moving forward to where we can say, well, look, at the very at the bare minimum, things don't go right, we got Jalen Hurts. And we, yeah. we, we, we have a successful um, – and when we talk about somebody who's played in big games, yeah. we have a successful backup plan. And if and hey, look, 
if Carson Wentz happens to play another 15 years and he does well, you know, we'll trade Jalen Hurts and all that good stuff. But, you know, he'll have a chance right now to fully develop and possibly play between two to six games per season. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, I, and some of the things you've talked about, Carson Wentz holding back on, will he go for the extra yard and all that? Those are the things that made Carson Wentz a good quarterback. who Carson Wentz is. Yeah. You know, who, who would have thought Andrew Luck setting the precedent for early retirement for quarterbacks. I, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Uh, Trey, I don't know. I, I know um, Fish was saying you couldn't. he couldn't hear you a lot, Trey. But uh, Trey was basically uh-huh. saying that um, those things, those what we consider to be meathead plays by quarterbacks, those are the, some of the things that, that brought the value to Carson Wentz um, as a player. So if he's going to stop okay. doing those types of things, then it's like, all right, well, is this guy really yeah. that guy anymore? Exactly, and and that's why I'm saying at that point in time, it's not a bad idea to have Jalen Hurts. You convinced me, man. Line. I ain't gonna lie to you. You convinced me, man. I, I am. I'm. 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 I, this exclusive. Is, yeah, you convinced me, man. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and I and I and I go even further to say, man. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback for this team soon. Maybe not next year, and maybe not the year after that. But that year three, um, we might be looking at a, 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 a new franchise quarterback in Philly. Hey, we might be, and, and I love Carson Wentz, but I ain't mad at it. And while I'm ahead, and you said and you said what you just said, I'm going to go ahead and quit while I'm ahead, man. Love y'all, boys. I got my ears hey. on. Glad to be listening to y'all, you know what I'm saying, where I can interact in the chat room and everything. So I'm going to fall back to the chat room, man. And y'all boys be easy. All right, man. Hey, uh, I got had a question for Fish. Fish. I had, oh, he hung up? Yeah, he was uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's Okay. That's all right. I, I just had one more question for him. I, I kind of wanted him to give us a emojis update, but that's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, pre- appreciate uh, the microwave, uh, John Fisher calling in, uh, giving us some Eagles talk, and uh, yeah, that was pretty exclusive. What he said, man, I, I yeah, never that, that heard was a good, that was a good any of that talk. Yeah, that was a good take. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let me say what's up to DJ. Period. Let me say what's up to uh, Melvin uh, and, up, and the mayor. I think that's everybody. Oh, what up, homie? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, we getting a little love on 200, man. We appreciate y'all, man. We definitely appreciate y'all. Um, tell me, uh, do you know anything about um, Zion Williamson's uh, scandal that's brewing? I don't know anything about it. Now, I did see some headlines that they wanted him to admit that admit. his parents took money or something like that. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, that's to the extent of it. I, I have no idea what that, you know, story is in relation to or you to know, know the details. I would love to know why they think Zion Williamson is gonna say, Oh yeah, we took illegal illegal gifts and or whatever they call it now. They that he took illegal money and took money and, and gifts that he wasn't supposed to take. Why would he do that? Why would he? Yeah, yeah there, like, there, there, like, there's no reason for that. Yeah, um, I, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Zion Williamson. Yeah, saying, "All right, this is the time for me to snitch on, on myself and my family." Right. Yeah, and right. to be honest, and to be honest, once that happens, where he where he tells whoever, "Hey, this didn't happen." If those people want to start an investigation, then go ahead and start sure. the investigation. Sure. And 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 let's bring the smoke. Yeah, um, they. Um, but I did hear, and tell me if I'm wrong. I did hear mm-hmm. that um, that um, we are closer to college players being able to get paid off of their likeness nationally, and not just in California. 
Uh, yes, I did see that. Um, so they can actually start their own brand. They can yeah. make a name for themselves. They can pocket money for their own being without the NCAA, you know, stepping in and saying, hey, you can't make money off of your name and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, that that's going to be into effect, I believe, starting this year. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, that, that's good for the players, obviously. And, I and, and as corrupt as we know the NCAA to be, I do think that there is some kind of, or there will be some kind of fine print by the NCAA to kind of, you know, manage how much money these kids are, you know, making off of. Because of course they got to, of course they got to figure out some way to make some money off the money that they make. Of course, yeah, of facts. course, big facts. So. Jordan Doc, seven, episode seven and eight. We got nine and ten left. Uh, yes, sir. I'm. I'm gonna just go ahead and I'm gonna just go ahead and say and I'm gonna just go ahead and get this out of the way. This I know that this I believe this was in episode eight when they mm-hmm. covered um, the the um, Seattle SuperSonics versus the. Um, the Bulls, the Bulls in the 96, in the 96 uh, finals. finals. I believe yep. it was episode 8. Hey, mm-hmm. look, um, I ain't going to lie to you. I was a big Gary Payton fan in them days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody and from the DMV area um, was big uh, Gary Payton fans. Uh, I did one for the, because of the glove, the gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, the first shoe – that Gary Payton was wearing before the glove, the glove signature shoe, signature shoe came out was mm-hmm. the Nike Air Hawk flights, and the reason why I remember the Nike Air Hawk flights is because um, when and this is a DMV thing, um, the black and lime green Reggie Millers came out that same year that those mm-hmm. uh, black and blue Nike Hawk flights came out. Now mm-hmm. I. Couldn't afford the Reggie Millers that everybody in the DMV had. So right. my first year in high school, while everybody was wearing those Reggie Millers, including mm-hmm. my uncle, um, I was wearing the Gary Payton Nike Air Hawk flight. So that's that's um, that's my. Um, so when I realized Gary Payton was wearing them, it made me you know pay more attention to his game. I right. eventually um, became a a fan of Gary Payton, and in the DMV. And, the, and let me guess, and let me guess, y'all rocked the black socks with the black and lime Reggie Millers. Nah, not really. I mean, we it would not necessarily. I'm sure people did it, but that wasn't a thing. No. Um, okay. Um, but to my to the love of Gary Payton. And I saw somebody tweet this uh, Sunday, and I was like, "Damn, he wasn't lying." Um, the very first Gary Payton gloves in the D in DC, we used mm-hmm. to cut the glove out of the shoe and mm-hmm. rock the shoe um, and rock the shoe as it was without the glove on it. And it got right. to a point where um, when Nike released their second pair of gloves. They used to come out with uh, replaceable skins. So I like to think that the DMV showed Nike a whole new thing to do with their uh, with their shoes where you could take off skins and put on brand new skins. Um, mm-hmm. Because in the DMV, you t- you cut out you cut your shoe out of the uh, the skin and rock yeah. them just like that after mm-hmm. you know after a while of wearing in the regular way. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, just a little DMV tale. I was a big Gary Payton fan. With that being said, 
Jordan laughing Gary Payton out, I ain't fuck with that. <laughs> I ain't like it. I I feel he says that he that Gary Payton didn't give him no trouble in games uh I guess that was mm-hmm. three and four. I yeah. disagree. I think he did give him troubles in three and four, and I think Gary Payton was right, and that's my take. Well, the the footage was clear. Um, Gary Payton roughed him up uh, quite a bit, um, particularly game four. Um, don't know him so much about game five, but game four in particular, he roughed him up pretty well. Um, here's what you got to understand about Jordan, and I'm sure you know already and folks listening and you know already know. Jordan is not going to give his opponent any kind of any kind of leeway to make you think that, oh, he, you know, yeah, you know, Gary Payton got me. He he roughed me up a little bit. You like you, you like throughout this whole documentary, you never really hear. He gave Jordan it up to Isaiah, gave, though. He gave it up? up to Isaiah, though. He gave it up to Isaiah. In the beginning, yeah, before he started, you know, racking off titles and stuff. I'm talking about during, and I don't want to be, I want to be clear about that. I'm talking about during the title runs that they've had. You notice that he's never gave his opponent any kind of credit for how they played him. No, but this was retroactive, though, and I'm cutting you off intentionally. This was retroactive. This was, um, to, this was, you know, during the documentary, they handed mm-hmm. Jordan a tablet of yeah, Gary I saw. yeah. So, I saw. so yeah. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Jordan saying that during the series. Of course, you're not going to say it during the series. I'm talking about now, 500 right. million years later, he's still saying that Gary Payton didn't give him no trouble. He so basically, he at no point gave Gary Payton his props during that right. finals. And that's, and and, that, and and that's my point is is that this is who Jordan is. I'm sorry he, if I didn't make that. Clear clear but, in the beginning right, but, but, but this my, is what my this exam- is what he was this is this is michael jordan this but is retro is. but retroactively he mm-hmm. gave isaiah thomas his props in this documentary he has okay. given isaiah thomas his props Give why do Gary you think Payton- he gave isaiah his props why because do you think he, did he that? respected what isaiah thomas did and he's saying he don't respect what gary payton did well, why 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 are we are we are we we talking from a defensive standpoint are we talking about isaiah thomas playing defense on mike or he respects what he expect he respects i'm sorry isaiah thomas's contribution to basketball and he's he he said out of his mouth okay that beside his magic and his isaiah Uh uh-huh right i I remember hearing that and that's facts by the way i'm not saying that that's not facts i'm just saying Retroactively, 500 million years later, yep. he gave Isaiah Thomas his props for his contribution to what he to the game and how he right. played against Jordan. Right. When so it now comes my question to, is: when my it question comes to, now is why do you think he gave his respect retroactively to Isaiah and not retroactively to Gary Payton? I don't why know. Do you, that's what, but that's what I have a problem with. So I'm saying he needed to give Gary Payton his props and stop hating. I feel like, and I could be wrong. Of course, I could mm. be wrong. This could very, and I tweeted it. This could very well be uh, Gary Payton bias. I love Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear about that. Gary Payton is respected throughout NBA circles. But Gary Payton is a Hall of Famer, but apparently uh, not. The, apparently not the Michael Jordan in that uh, series. He didn't have his respect. Well, I'm 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 gonna take a guess. I'm gonna take a guess at why he just kind of laughed at Gary Payton. Um, 
I think Jordan talked about everything that happened with his dad. Um, I even think he said it after he handed the thing back to the gentleman and he was saying, yeah, I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind. And whether we believe that to be true or he was just, you know, bloviating that out his mouth, whether we believe it or not, um, let's uh, let's let's be real. They were up 3 0 on the Sonics and to my when you know, Gary Payton started guarding them, they won them next sure, two games. Sure. And 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 my my whole, you know, I was gonna get into that series because I, I, I do got a problem with George Carl not electing to put Gary Payton on Michael in those first few games of that series. Um looking back now, but um but I, I, I just I just think that um, I think in that moment they were about to sweep the Sonics, <laughs> and 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 I think Michael was pissed. Whether you know whether the narrative was oh they were just taking you know their foot off the gas or oh they just wanted to wait until Father's Day because I think it was Father's Day that game six they play where they clinch the series and, you know, we see Michael on the floor with the basketball and tears and all that stuff. Like I, I'm hearing stuff like that. Like they, like they planned this. Like, I, I don't believe they, I don't believe they planned that. I, I believe that in Michael's heart of hearts, they should have swept the Sonics. And like you said, Gary Payton got all up in them. And, you know, that series shifted, you know, for a couple of games before they closed it out in game six. On um, Father's Day. On so, Father's Day, so, yes. So it took an, and, and and let's be clear. It's not that I'm saying that the Seattle Supersonics would have won that, that series. But what I mm. am saying is that on that close, but what I am saying is I feel like Father's Day, that big emotional, you know, situation that he had going on, he felt like he had the ball in that game six and he did to yeah. uh, close it out. Um, but had it been on, or had it been on June seventeenth, maybe we talking about a game seven. That, that that's all I'm saying. Sure, that's all sure. I'm saying. No, I, I I get it. I just I just think that in his mind that series should have been a sweep, and they let it go six when it, they could have closed it out and it's, in a it, sweep or game five. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just didn't like that. I didn't like that. Right, and I agree. And I agree that. I don't think it would have made a difference in that series yeah. if George Call had did the right thing and put Gary Payton on him defensively. I think the series would have, you know, maybe the journey throughout the series may have been different, but I don't believe the outcome um, would have been that the Sonics would have eventually won the series. And let me say this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Trey. Let me say this. Um, you know, obviously I was a young child when this was going on. I'll, I'll keep... But... They were saying, um, you know, based on the documentary, they were saying things like uh, they were so undermatched and this was supposed to be a sweep and womp, womp, womp. I mm-hmm. think they had Seattle fucked up that year. What do you mean? I think for them to, for everybody to be like this was going to be a sweep, and I'm talking about the media and all that, they were saying coming into this That series, the Bulls were going to sweep the, the Sonics. Right. I think okay. they had, I think from jump. They had mm-hmm. Seattle fucked up, and another thing that I was looking forward to seeing, and mm-hmm. nobody, I, 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 and they they didn't mention, they didn't show this clip in this in the um in the documentary. So yep. and I, but I remember this like it was yesterday. So mm-hmm. game one, um, game one. Do you remember how the first basket was scored? Game one, and what I happened? Don't. 
Okay. I don't. So mm-hmm. game one, uh, Gary Payton stole the ball from somebody with mm-hmm. Jordan. Um, and, you know he ran he ran a fast break with Jordan chasing behind him. Okay. Gary Payton dunked the ball and then mugged Michael Jordan cut and mugged Michael Jordan going back down to play defense. You okay. remember that? Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You remember okay. that? Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. It's it's starting to come back. Why yep. was Why was that not in the documentary? Why would we not show yep. Gary? You know, Gary Payton's getting his. Sh- I, I'm just saying, man. I, it might be Gary Payton bias. I, I I'll admit that it might be Gary well, Payton bias. It's 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 definitely Jordan bias that he was like, hey, don't don't show that clip. Yeah. Like I think like I think there's little like I, I'll give you another example of that, Maestro. So it was. Maybe it was in episode seven or maybe it was last week. But when they were talking about the Bulls and Knicks series, the one where Michael wasn't there in 94. Yeah. And the Bulls, you know, we we were up 2-0 on the Bulls in the game that Scotty said he wasn't going to come in the game because Phil drew up a play for Tony Kukoc instead. Which was bullshit. Right. Um. Nonetheless, he hit the shot. Yeah, <laughs> which, true. But which, that was. Which, but it was still bullshit. Which which is crazy. But that was still uh, bullshit. But, but imagine if he didn't hit that shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to get to my point, so it's amazing how, and you know, let's keep this in mind. I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm I was happy that they won that series and all that, even without Michael being there. But legitimately. The Bulls could have got us that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a really good team. Now they were constructed differently. They, you know, ran plays differently because Michael wasn't there. But they always go back to the Hugh Hollins call in Game Six, I believe. They always go to that as being the difference in whether the Bulls really had a chance or not. Um, I'm surprised that they really didn't talk about that particular game with the blown call I'm, I'm i'm really stunned at that and i think it goes back to what we were just talking about with the gary payton highlight mm-hmm. i think jordan wanted to keep some things out of the documentary because he didn't want it to be portrayed as you know the bulls you know we're gonna do this without mj or that you know gary payton did this you know to mj like i i think there's some of that going on I really do. Yeah. Um, shout out. To, I, I just want to get Thony. I want to say what's up to Thony Switch. Um, I what's know up, he's Thony? in the middle of a point. But I want to I want to um, give Thony Switch a shout out, too, as we on our 200th episode, man, because um, she was she was my podcast wife early on. Like I had a pod. Like if I ever had a podcast wife, she, like, you know, how you have how you have a work wife at your job. Thony, Thony used to be my podcast wife, so I definitely want to sh- uh, shout her out. Um, I remember, I remember our trip to Atlanta back in 2017, where we actually got Thony switched on the phone that day. But we, didn't we get was to, on- yeah, that don't, I don't count. I, phone, I know phone shit don't count to me. But um, you just messed up the whole memory. But right, that's I'm okay. I'm sorry. No, I have your memory. That that was our, that was <laughs> our, okay. uh, that was our but drink. Ch- okay. That was our drink champs episode, though, man. I, we it that's what, yeah, we it called was. that our drink champs episode. Yeah, we was we was I was I was memorable. Ripped. 
Yeah, I was Maybe ripped. I'm sorry. Like... I I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, I remember everything. <laughs> you remember the Waffle House chick then too. So, well, I and remember I know... what happened. I don't remember what she looked like. I mean, I don't think she. I don't. I think she I don't was... remember what she looked like too. Yeah, but I, I remember the situation. She, I know. I just know that she was out for blood. But <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but but and, and, and rough buff. If, if rough buff still in the chat, he he would definitely attest to that because he was all over. That situation that night that that was that was one crazy night. But, but yeah, go ahead. yeah, shout out to Thorny Switch. Um, um, so getting back to the uh, Jordan documentary, and you, you you talked about it briefly. Um, look, listen here, man. Um, the disrespect, the disrespect for. Uh, <laughs> she said, "I left her for a white girl." <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and God bless the white women. Uh, and God and, and still God bless hashtag. It's still hashtag God bless the white women. But I, I wouldn't leave you for a white girl. Stop that. Um, you left me. You left me because you didn't want to share with the white girl. Um, so uh, yeah, Phil was on bullshit, bro. And I the, the disrespect for Scottie Pippen is crazy. Um, yeah. That look, listen here, listen here. I, I'm glad he made the shot. You, Tony, I'm glad Tony made the shot. And I'm, I wasn't. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I, I, I'm sh- I'm glad that all that happened for them, and and you know, and that was great. Um, but that was some bullshit. Well, how, who who the fuck do you think you are, Phil Jackson? Um, after after Scott after you after Scottie Pippen watched you time and time and time again give that shot to the best player on your basketball team, and here we are. Now, Scottie Pippen, here I am, best basketball player on your on your team, and you give it to the Croatian dude. And you know what Phil would tell you? And I would totally disagree with him. I got rings. I'm the greatest. So does Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Fuck out. Of, what are you talking about? What are you talking that's, about? That's what Phil would say. And I would and I would totally disagree with everything you I'm said. Gonna, I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna say this and I mean it. If I, I'm not mad at Pippen for sitting down. So what? Kiss my ass. And you know, the other crazy thing about that too, right? Because that was a tie game when that play was drawn up. So yeah. imagine had Kukoc missed that shot, that game goes into overtime. Does Pippen go back on the floor for overtime? That's a good question, I think. You know, um, I mean, we won't I know. But... I think he would have. But right then and there, oh, mm-hmm. that's how we going? Nah, nah. You go, you go do this for yourself. You can go do this for yourself. And right. then, and then, and then, even more than that, that was the only person you had that could inbound inbound the ball. You had to have Scotty inbound the ball like he wasn't your best player. Yeah, that was disrespect. Yeah, it, it's dis- it, it, it was it was it was disrespect. Respectful. I don't like it. I don't respect it. And and I support Scotty Pippen. Um, and I don't care how much Bill Cartwright wants to cry and get Scotty Pippen to cry. And I don't care about all that. And then the explanation. For why they drew the play up the way they drew the play up. Do you remember the explanation? I don't. I don't. So they said that um, throughout that season, Tony Kukoc um, had hit had that hit shot yeah, numerous okay. times. Man, and it had ass. games where he was in the right spot. He caught the ball in his, in his spot. And he, he, would drill, he would drill those shots. Um, I, I get it. You know, some of the best three-point shooters of all time have, you know, had games like that. But at the end of the day, if that dude is not the number one option, I'm not 
drawing up a play for a dude whose strength is just you know three point shots. I'm 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 not doing that in crutch in in the clutch. I'm 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 just not going to do that. Yeah, that that uh, that that's mm 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 no, I don't like it. And it nah, was I don't I don't like it either. And it was uh it was refreshing to see Scottie Pippen dunk on Ewan again. I, that was refreshing. Well, all right, since you brought it up, because I thought the series that um, that I just talked about, the Bulls and Knicks in 94, that series, and we won that series, but it was just the uh, – well, actually, no, not that series. I take that back. So th- they highlighted the Magic series, right, the, the series where Michael came back later that season, mm-hmm. and, they, and they lost in the second round to the Magic. Yeah. Okay, so that particular series, while it didn't involve my team, um, it still brought back some terrible memories that year. Because if you remember, the other series in the East next to that series was the Pacers and Knicks. And that was the seven-game series where Ewing missed the finger roll in Game 7 and the Pacers move on to play the Magic. And who knows? Who knows what would have happened if if we would have got to play the magic that year? Like I, I like I, I feel like we could have I feel like we could have took the magic, man. I mean, Shaq was a beast, but I, I felt like we, you know, there was no Michael, and you know that was all that shot because Michael that came back. Yeah. Um. One more time for you. And did you see how Spike Lee <laughs> Spike Lee tried to get involved when uh. When Pippin, when Pippin yammed on Ewan and then Spike Lee got a little, got a little salty on the stands. Oh, yeah, he was in the stands at that game. Yeah, 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 yeah he, he got well, – yeah, yeah. yeah, I like – Hey, speaking of Ewan, man, uh, speaking of Patrick, I don't want to get off topic here because, um, you know, Oakley has been, you know, taking some more shots at uh, Patrick. Um, he came out in another, I guess, article or something and said something about um the difference between the Knicks and the Bulls is is that the Bulls had Michael and we had Patrick and I'm like I get it that's the truth but damn like why are you you know what I'm saying why are you coming at my mans like that like they need you know to shoot, was, they need to shoot the 70 year old five he, he was he was the best player on the Knicks for a long time. Like, mm. he's the reason why we was in so many of these battles with the Bulls to begin with. Like, like why are you taking shots at this dude? Hey, and, I also heard, and I also heard, um, I, I didn't research this yet, but I did hear on the radio that Chris Childs went after Ewing and um, Derek Harper went after Ewing <laughs> also. And I'm like, why, why is everybody... What 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 the hell Ewan did to y'all? Mm. What what he do to y'all? <laughs> Aside from know. not getting the chip, like what 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 the hell he do to y'all to deserve this kind of slander? Well, I tell you what, I tell you what he didn't do. He didn't punch no players in their face and call them hoes and bitches <laughs> like Jordan did. did. Did Reggie do it? Did Reggie punch uh, Antonio Davis in the face? <laughs> hey, but that, but Reggie ain't got no chip neither. <laughs> Uh, but that's my point. That's that's my point. I like, tell you what. I tell you what. I would gather. Did, did, did Barkley punch Kevin Johnson? Hey, you talking about? Oh, you I'm talking saying. about? You talking about cats? Oh, you talking about a whole bunch of cats that lost to Jordan, who was effectively punching niggas in the face? Right. Punch, and not, that's my no, I'm point. sorry. And let me be clear: punching white people in the face. <laughs> 
and that's my point. It wasn't just Ewing not doing it. It was a whole bunch of other niggas not uh, doing it. But everybody else didn't have Charles Oakley to um see let's be clear about let's be clear about why Oakley likes Jordan. <laughs> Oakley be slapping oh, you know niggas. Why. Oakley you be slapping why. niggas too. So he yeah, feels Jordan. Yeah, so yeah. What we talking about? We know why. We know why Oakley liked Jordan and that and that Ewing. Oakley like his leaders slapping niggas, and Jordan slaps niggas. He punches niggas, and Oakley likes that type of rhetoric. I, and to be honest with you, I kind of respect it too. So there you go. That's why. So maybe if John Starks got punched in the face, maybe he wouldn't go if, too fast. If you if you went if you went if you went would pick on, uh, was picking on John Starks, calling him a hoe every time he made a mistake and telling him he ain't shit. And, you know, then. But then, there were moments on the court where Ewan was getting in John Starks' faces. Like, there were moments like that during the game. Hey, I don't recall. So, I don't recall him. I recall Jordan's era. I mean, maybe, maybe Pat Ewan needed a documentary so I could see that. I just don't. All I remember, all I remember is you and being. All you gotta do is look at the highlights. All I remember is you and getting up off the ground. That's all I remember. Come on, man! And even Tony, <laughs> and even and even Tony switches in the chat room. You know, saying chill on the you and talk. That's like all I remember. I come remember. on, that's that's our guy. Like, come on, man. Come on, I got I got his I got his basketball cards on my wall right here. Like, hey. come on, man. Hey. I got I got Oakley's stuff here too. You know, I, I respect both. Both brothers, but come on, man! Enough of the enough of the you and slander, man. Come on, man. Hey, I just hey, I'm just gonna tell you. Um, how, so how do you feel about uh the 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 segment, the emphasis on how Jordan would talk to uh talk to the players, his teammates? Um, it's the reason why Jordan is Jordan, uh, or part of the reason why you know he was who he was and how he carried himself the way he did. Um, I'm glad that they got to what led to him punching Steve Kerr. Um, was kind of surprised to hear Steve Kerr say that he punched Michael in the stomach. I, I was surprised to hear that. You know why uh, I was surprised to hear that? Because that? Jordan punched Kerr first. <laughs> and so he got punched in his face first, and then you thought to punch him in his stomach? You sure about that? Uh, if I remember right, he he got, he got pushed Jordan. Jordan uh-huh. punched him in his face, and then uh-huh. Kerr came back and punched him in his stomach. That's how I remember the sequence being told. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, I could be wrong, but that's how I remember this. That's how oh, okay. I that's how I, I, I that's how oh, okay. I heard it. And I, that's how I'm recording. I remember it. the sequence. I remember the sequence being cuz you know, they went back in on the documentary, they kind of panned back and forth between Michael and Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr said, "Yeah, you know, I was, you know, I was a feisty guy. I was always talking trash, but I just wasn't good enough to back up mm-hmm. my play." Yeah. And I got that. frustrated. He, you know, we said, yeah, you know, I, you know, punched, you know, I gave him one in the stomach and then it panned over to Michael and, you know, he kind of finished it off with saying, yeah, you know, he, he, you know, we got me in the stomach and I, I just, you know, clocked him right in the eye and then, um, Phil threw him out of practice. That's what he said. He said, okay. Phil threw him out of practice right after yeah, he said he punched him, him in the eye. Uh, Tony S- yeah. Switch says last thing was Jordan Sockenker. Okay. Well, one way or the other, I'm mm-hmm. all for, uh, uh, Kerr threw the first blow. Okay, yeah. so everybody's yeah. telling me I'm that's, wrong. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's, what I, that's what I thought. That's all right, well, in my story, that's not how it happened. So all y'all wrong. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, another thing I want to highlight highlight from these episodes, man, is that bar that Jordan had where he said, uh, um. 
you know, leadership takes sacrifice, winning takes sacrifice, and anybody who um, who mm-hmm. feels like I'm an asshole or whatever, whatever, ain't never won nothing. Yep. Bar. Bar, yeah. my nigga. Like, yeah. bar. That, like, bar. 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 Man. I, Man. Look, me, I ain't gonna lie. I respect Jordan's approach to how he talked to his teammates, man. Um, but ain't no way in hell you're going to keep calling me no hoe when we're not about to fight. And there's no way you're going to do that if y'all don't get the results on the court. Meaning, if y'all don't win these championships, you're just not going to keep talking the way you're talking either. What you mean? So... If these guys don't win championships and, you know, y'all still, you know, Jordan is still talking the way he's talking to his players, his players are going to look at him and be like, well, we, we, you know, all this talking and all this, you know, preparation and stuff. And, you know, we got nothing to show for it. Oh, I don't care if we win it or not. I don't give a fuck if we win it or not. You're not about to be talking. You're not about to keep calling me no hoe. And, and yeah, nah, nah. We, no, we, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying in addition to that, I, I think it looks bad when the best player on a team is trying to um, incite that culture in the locker room and in practice and the results doesn't show up because of that. So that's the that's the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, players see that and they say, OK, whatever we're trying to do in this culture, in this locker room, it, it, this ain't working. We got to do something different. So had they not won those titles, I think those players would have been like, nah, you, you, you're just not going to be, you know, doing what you're doing or you're not going to continue to do what you're doing. So you think they took that shit because he was a, just because he was a winner? Well, they were winners. It wasn't just him. They, the whole well, team. Well, if I'm a winner just like you, then you're not about to be disrespecting me. No, I, I, I get that. I, and see, they spoke. See, and the reason why I'm saying, and the reason why I'm, I'm you know, kind of hitting, hitting it at that angle is because yeah. um, they spoke about fear in that documentary. Like, there is a right. healthy fear of Michael Jordan when he came into the locker room or when he came into practice. So, because you're the best player in the world... You know, and, and and we respect that. We know what you do is great, this, that, yeah. and the third, and, and all that. Right. Nigga, you're not about to be keep calling me no hoe, though. I got and you're you. Not wrong, and, you're, and you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong oh, no, about I'm not, I, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to get you to correct me or, 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 oh. or saying that you're trying to correct me. I'm right. just saying, um, nah, you're not about to, you, not me. I don't, I don't know what kind of punk ass. I hear you. Yeah, I don't know I what kind you. of punk ass nigga you think I am. Um... I hear you. I th- I th- I think, and you and you and you touched on it. You touched on the fear that he had in the locker room. Yeah. I I think without those championships, I think those guys in that locker room, at some point, won't allow that to continue to happen because they're going to say, "We're you know we're having this fear about you, but yet we get on the court and we not get into the mountaintop." That that's that's my point. Yeah. I yeah. I hear you, but. Fuck all that. <laughs> Respectfully. Fuck all that. Um another point um that I've taken from this doc. Um, you know, for the people who say that the media ain't shit in twenty twenty, um, you know, the media this and the media that, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, I'm here to say that the media 
ain't been shit for a long time. A long, long time. Um, after Jordan's father's dying and them, and them, you know, immediately coming out with stories that Jordan's, uh, you know, gambling life is the reason why his father got killed. Like, like damn near me, like the media, the media ain't been shit for a long time. So it's just for those who, who, you know, who was new and just started growing balls and breasts. Uh, the media ain't been shit for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, if you thought that the media just now got bad because of social media and and, and those types of things, no, it, and Tony Switch beat me to it. It's just been amplified because of social media. But they've been, I ain't going to say all of them, but the majority of them have been pieces of shit for a long time. So I, if, if you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know. And and to add to Thorny's point, it's amplified now because of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all types of social media outlets. And anybody can make a blog now. What's that? And anybody can make a blog now. Oh, of course. Anybody can make a blog now. Absolutely. I, I, I did have a thought on the story on how James Jordan you know, was, you know, gunned down and, you know, the way he was killed and all that. Um, it, it's, it sort of kind of reminds me of, um, well, well, not so much it reminds me of, but I kind of look at today's athletes and with what we talked about with the amount of social media that's on display in today's age and everything like that, you know, more, more stories come out quicker than they normally would back in the day. Um, more things in the locker room, um, the people you associate with, the people you hang out with, that you talk to, and things like that. Um, I would just, I, I would just say to anybody that if and if I had the opportunity to tell a future athlete that's on its way, on their way to, you know, being something great, that um, anybody that's, you know riding with you during your greatness um they just as much of a target as you the athlete is and i and i feel like looking back at what happened to james jordan um retrospectively um he was he was some form of a target um they showed the car they showed um well they didn't show the license plate but they described that he had the number 23 on the back of the license plate, they had the North Carolina, um, the logo on there. And they said that he was 10 miles from, I might be getting the mileage wrong, but he was somewhere close to his, um, home near Wilmington, North Carolina, something like that. Um, looking back at that, I, I, I tend to think that, um, whether this had something to do with Jordan's gambling situation or not, um, James Jordan was a target, unfortunately, um, in that situation. And, you know, going back to how I feel, if I would, you know, if I had an opportunity to tell someone who's going to be great in the future that um, your, your people you hang out with, your family, friends and business partners, they're just as much of a target as um, you will be, mm-hmm. you know, once you achieve that kind of greatness. So. I, I just wanted to um, touch on that. 
yeah. Rest in peace to James Jordan. For certain, too. rest in peace. Um, yeah. My last, my last uh, subject on the dock. Um, Jordan had the, his baseball career framed as if he didn't have such a bad baseball career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question is, is that why do we... Why do we historically recognize uh, Jordan's career as a baseball player as a bad career? Um, and why, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. looking at, uh, they they talking about how he batted a 202 and had 50 runs running that year. Um, mm-hmm. After he, you know, after he, you know, took some time to build his baseball body, and then he all of a sudden right. he started becoming a good baseball player. Um, why do we uh, consider his career to not have been a good career? Um, and, and I'm and I'm asking, I'm really asking because I don't know. So because I, it's always been, it's always been my impression that mm-hmm. he had a bad baseball career, but they are saying something totally different um, in the doc. Okay, so what what did they say in the doc? I might have missed said, that part. Essentially, that. the doc said that he had a decent career. You know, um, okay. he he start, he uh, he had a thirteen hit uh, he had a thirteen hit streak early because mm-hmm. everybody was throwing them fastballs, and then when people started throwing them change ups, um, yep. he started having issues, and then um, then the news that that's when the news started hitting that he wasn't uh, right. having right. a good uh, good baseball career, and then once he got into baseball shape. Um, he went on to hit 202 that year. Um, right, and then you know the 50 runs. I'll and, be honest with you. And, if, and, and, and is that a, and is that a good stat? I mean, that's how they pegged it. And 50 and 50 anything sounds you know good or extremely bad to me. So I think for the circumstance that it was, you know, mm-hmm. Michael just came off of playing eight years of you know straight basketball. And for a guy to come into the major leagues and, you know, play baseball and, you know, do all that stuff, for him to average 202, in my opinion, is pretty good, you know, given he had to work himself into baseball shape. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call his baseball career a failure or it didn't go so well. I would just say that um, I would describe it as short-lived mm-hmm. and you pose the question about why it doesn't get enough coverage am i am i getting that question right well what you asked me no, earlier no i'm my my narrative has always been and it's not mm-hmm. based on facts because i i don't watch baseball and i certainly didn't watch it then um mm-hmm. um is that he was uh that he didn't have a good career his like he was he was some shit like essentially that's how he was pegged he was some shit at baseball okay. um okay and why was that the case if he had 50 runs in that year and he had a good batting average well obviously his basketball career o- overshadows anything and everything that has to do with what he did for the white Sox. um and that's just an opinion that's sure. not a a fact that's just me you know, kind of answering your question just off the jump. Um, but for him to hit 202, for him to come off of playing basketball all those years and get into baseball shape, and, you know, you said he, he had, what, 80-something RBIs one year. Uh, no, um, 50, 50. 50, 50. That's, that's pretty damn good for, yeah. for a guy coming, you know, fresh 
off of, and, and even if he's a rookie, and I know rookies well, I mean, he have was better averages. Yeah. Right, he wasn't, but I know no, he was a rookie. Huh? I'm saying he was a rookie. Right, but yeah. I'm saying rookies um, generally who are already in baseball shape, who've played baseball gotcha. all their lives, gotcha. have averaged, you know, 250, 260. Um, and sometimes if you're destined to be great, sometimes you'll hit, you know, 300. But because he wasn't the traditional baseball player, batting 202 is not bad for him. It's really not. So, again, I would just describe his baseball career as not terrible or he sucked. But you I are aware, just, but you are aware that that's how his that's how that's the that's a main that's a a, a popular I opinion. I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware that that was a mainstream um narrative. Really? I wasn't aware about that. No. Oh. No. And and again, it might just go back to his basketball career being so overpowering over any other whatever other sport he got into. Um, You're talking a year and a half of baseball. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, versus 14 years of NBA play, six championships and, you know, the you know, the, the moniker that he laid out, I want to be like Mike, um, the Nike deal, all that's all of that stuff overshadows anything that has to do with what he did in Chicago with the White Sox. Mm. Um, but if you just talk, you know, if you take a microscope and you dig deep and I know you, you say you you didn't watch baseball then I, I watched baseball then because I lived in New York. Um, they, that's that's a that's a pretty good average to have, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy that's not, you know, traditional baseball player. So um, the mainstream media, they could take that and they could run with it that his baseball career sucked. But when you look big deeper into it, 202 is, is not a bad average to have for Michael. It yeah. really wasn't. I got one last one last point in the documentary. Yeah. Um, innately. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, my OGs, I, and I won't say my OGs because I'm, I'm sensitive about that word. The people who were older than me in, in, my, in my youth who spoke about um, why Michael Jordan retired and mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, I, I, are, are they based on the documentary? Are they essentially lying? <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, they they they. Let me let me say this because I, rem- I, I, I I'll um I'll take accountability for saying for criticizing the documentary early on and saying that I didn't think they was going to really get into why he retired and um they 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 talked about it for a mm-hmm. um for long enough for me um yeah. to say okay they they at least addressed it and you told me you know just wait they'll probably they probably will end up addressing it. Um, they did address it from the whole suspension thing um, and did say that and to people who thought he retired because he was in some type of a, uh, well, no, I'll take that back. Um, they said that was the theory, that was the it was theory, a theory that, going that, around that he that he was suspended by the NBA and he retired yes. because he didn't want to be suspended by the NBA. Now. With this, some of the well, some of the wise well, well, tip. well, let me let me. I I, I, I mean to cut you off, okay. but I want to I want to be clear that um, when David Stern spoke during that one point, he 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 specifically said that um, 
that that wasn't it wasn't true that Stern was, you know, laying down the suspension. And even if he had laid that suspension down, I think it would have been clear to some people that had that gone out in the media, had had that been the narrative that the league suspended its most marketable player, its best player, the cash cow, that the league at that time was going to take some real um, smoke for that. So I, I, I wanted to insert that okay. in there. Yeah, right. That's, a, that, that's an important piece there. Well, my OG, well, I, I said it again. The people that were older than me, I was, you know, listening to stories around the campfire. I was under the impression that he was in trouble by people outside of basketball, not basketball people. Right. Uh, like the gamblers. He, like, like he was in. Now I don't want to say in debt, but in debt. Right. Like he owed yep. niggas money, and they wanted their money, or how? Uh, you know. Right. You know. And some and some people tied that to the death of his dad. Yeah. There were right. there were rumblings about that. Yep. Yeah. Um. That that that. It being tied to his dad was never what I was told. What I mm-hmm. was told is that he gambled a lot, he lost a lot, and niggas mm-hmm. wanted their money. Um, and, and and he was trying to get up out the spotlight where he could go chill, which as an adult don't really make a whole lot of sense. But that's that's mm-hmm. just I was hoping that they was going to get into the. Um, you remember that uh, a prior episode when they talked about the little cat that he was gambling with on the golf course? I forget the, we always forget the dude name. Yeah, I forget the guy. Yeah, name we always too. forget. The, I'm thinking they're gonna get into some shit like that, and yeah. that the guy, and the guy got busted. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm thinking they was gonna get into something like that. They, um, but they did deal with it. I'm cool with it. Um, I just wanted, I just wanted, um, publicly say that my old, the old heads was wrong. I'm get, I guess, I guess the old <laughs> heads were wrong. Hey, maybe they were fooled, just like kind of how the media, you know, tends to put a narrative out there just to make you think one way when actually there's another angle to all this. Yeah, maybe. And maybe they, and maybe they got fooled. But I, I do got kind of like one last thing. And, you know, you, you kind of touched on um, the reasons for him leaving the game the first time. Um, and I, and I, I hate to bring LeBron James into this conversation and I know people on Twitter have been kind of having fun with this stuff, but, um, this whole thing about, um, LeBron not being, and I'm hope I'm using the right words here, but, um, LeBron not being mentally, um, tough enough. Um, I don't know if that if I'm using the right words there, but there's been a lot of I, I, I see the I see the Jordan LeBron comparisons in terms of on the court. I also see the comparisons in terms of, um, you know, how you deal with the media and things like that. Um, and I'm kind of going back a couple of episodes ago, but bear with me. Um, Jordan couldn't handle some of that media stuff that was going on. No, you know, I think George just chose not to. He, why did he choose not to? Because he ain't got to if he don't want to. He's the biggest player in the NBA. He ain't got to say shit. Sure, but you don't think that had a mental you know, strain on him? I think it has a mental strain on LeBron James. I just think I, I think Jordan could have handled it if he had to, but he didn't have to. So why? So why do it? Why, why, put, that, why put that stress on your life if you mm-hmm. ain't got to? 
Right, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that he was right or wrong in doing so. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just talking about the why more so than um, the actual act. I'm just talking about why he elected to not, um, not really talk to the media so much. But you know what? I ain't got to take this. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go play golf. I'm gonna go play baseball. Yeah. Like, could could you imagine if LeBron? Did something like that and was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just go play tight end for the Cleveland Browns. Like I ain't gotta, you know, take take this crap from you guys. Like, like LeBron would get, LeBron would be getting all the smoke if that would have happened. Um, but I think he would be getting all the smoke because initially he came in answering questions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He initially, yeah. he initially embraced. Um, being able to speak to the public um, in a candid in a candid manner, um, it, you know he he spoke about the things he wanted to speak about. Um, yep. He he was more open than Jordan to the media. He he that was his choice. So he would get smoke yep. about it because um, once you expect something, um, you know, then you want it. <laughs> right. But Jordan from right. jump didn't give you that, so they ain't expected, and he was the best. Um. Yeah, LeBron might have did that to himself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. But but I will say this. Um. It, you know, to the people who say LeBron wouldn't survive in in that era, that's just not the truth. Um. It's just yeah, not the truth. I dis- yeah. I, I, yeah. I I disagree with that yeah, notion. That's, that's, he would. He he definitely would survive in that. Yeah. It it just it just, he would he would survive just fine. Now would he have been Michael Jordan? Um, I would. I in my opinion, no. But would mm-hmm. he had still been one of the best players in the league and in of all time? Yeah, he would have still been. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, he would um, still been. I I want to read a comment from RC in the chat. He says, "Did y'all notice they played Run DMC's Down with the King in the documentary?" Uh, he says a subliminal shot at LeBron. I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, because in my opinion, for that to have been a shot at LeBron, um, ESPN not ESPN not taking no shots at LeBron. So that would have had to been Jordan telling a uh, a producer or a creative that put it together like, hey. Oh, me, absolutely. You it know would, what I'm saying? It would be, yeah, it would be in the hands of Jordan, not. Yeah, the and then and then that would then that would so that would take Jordan creatively thinking that way, and then yeah. hoping that you know people like yourself would catch on to that being a shot. And um, I I think that if it was taken that way, um, it, it's not by a lot of people. Like the thing about right. taking shots, and and I guess and I guess um, you know to to rap culture, the battle rap culture, the thing about taking subs. Is yeah. that um, if you know, you know, and um, I think there's a lot of Jordan fans or sports fans watching this documentary. If if uh, that know per se, and if that were to be a sub, I think we would have called it. I think I think it would I think it would have been a bigger talking yeah. point, right? Because um, I was thinking about it. I was just I, enjoying the soundtrack. I enjoyed the soundtrack. To be honest right. With you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I don't think it's nothing. Um, I, I I had a couple things, but really, man, I mean, we could really end it right here, man. Um, it's Taco you know, Tuesday, and I ain't ate since like two this afternoon. Damn, damn, yeah. 
Yeah, they, these two topics aren't really that important. Um, I know, I know the baseball season. They, they got a plan to start in July, but they got a problem with the union and you know the league. They're talking about a fifty-fifty split between um, the owners and the players, and players ain't going for it. So it, it's starting. To, it's starting to look like it's going to be a fight um, that probably is going to ultimately lead to no baseball season. That's what it's looking like. Right. But I, right. but I, but I could be wrong about that. And then the NFL schedule came out. Okay, me. Nah, meh. You know, they. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to talk about it, I think I, I, obviously the NFC, AFC North has a favorable schedule this year. Um, uh, the entire division does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A- a- absolutely. With the AFC South and the NFC East. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. sorry if I'm sorry, Fish. If I don't feel threatened by the Eagles per se, I mean, I, I get that we could lose, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't I, feel any I, pressure I, from I don't, that. I don't feel threatened by Philip Rivers and the Colts. I, yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's funny because I, somebody said to me, "Hey, man, you know we play y'all this a Redskins fan. You know we play y'all uh, this year." I said, "Yeah, I, I I'm aware." <laughs> I, I feel I don't feel threatened. Yeah. I mean, we could we could we could possibly have two teams, possibly three, if Cleveland gets its act together. Um, you know, making the playoffs. Yeah, with with, with this schedule. Yeah. So, um, my question though, and I said this last week, that they had to not only come out with their regular you know schedule that'll start on time, but that I would like to see what their alternative would be if. They had to push the season back, and we really hadn't got that. So they're going along as if this is going to be it. Now, I think they can go two ways. They can either cancel if they have to like not play until mid-October. What would happen? They could cancel the first five weeks, six weeks of the season and just start at whatever um, game that is and just kind of go off of that. I don't know if I like that, man, because that means you're talking only ten games in a season. Yeah, you know, like I would much, I would much rather you just shift the entire schedule into, let's say, it is mid October, and then if you got to deal with that Thanksgiving week where you still want to play those particular games on Thanksgiving, maybe leave that week slate the same mm-hmm. and then just swap it out with another week down the road. Right. Like I, I could see an alternative like that taking place, but to eliminate games from only a 16 game schedule, I, I don't know if I'm feeling that. Well, I'll tell you what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this Corona shit just being over. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, for real, man. And I don't know. It's don't everything know. is speculation at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy, man. Um, You good? Everything. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm good, man. Uh, happy 200th, man. Happy 200th, man. The the <laughs> virtu- the virtual raise your glass because I ain't I ain't had no cut by me before I started the show. Um, I got a water bottle. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I needed. I should I should have <laughs> got me a shot before I started, but um, I was rushing to get everything together. Um, and I needed some energy, man, because I, I had a rough day today, so I needed to get get my energy right to do the show. But yep. um, but proverbial cup raise, man. Um, 
Yes, sir. Shout out to everybody on Instagram. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat room. I meant to say, uh, mm-hmm. make sure you follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Trey Frazier um, on Twitter. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Barbershop S P O R two. Um, Trey, you my brother, I love you to death, but there will never, ever, 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 ever be a time where we are having an orgy together. Yeah, no, no way, no way. <laughs> hey, y'all, check out our Instagram story, at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I got a thing on there right now called the 10 NBA stories that we're missing out on during this pandemic, and I got some... Um, not trivia questions, but I do got some, you know, uh, polls in with those 10 storylines. So make sure y'all just check out our Insta story on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, interested to get what y'all feel about, uh, some of the storylines that we think we're missing out on. Let me, let me address Thorny Switch one time before we leave out. Thorny, um, here's the, here's the reason why I can't talk orgies on this, on this show. Um, as much as I would love to have that, them types of nasty conversations, I'm just not going to have it with Trey. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> even, even though we talked about the Earl Thomas thing, but, yeah, we, we, but we, 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 we didn't go into we like... Did, nah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I can't talk that. I, I just won't talk we, it we with Trey. Go, we ain't and, dig deep into that. And, nah. and, and even more than that, I would get a nasty call from Trey's wife. <laughs> so I, I don't, you know, I don't want that smoke. Yeah, we... Uh, I mean, there, it was no need to say anything, Maestro, because I am so with you 100 uh, percent. There's no need to have conversations about any kind of orgy with involving anybody. Now, I, I am now I am definitely down for. Uh, yeah, you missed it, Tony. I'm sorry. Yes, you did miss it. Um, oh. But I'm definitely down for girls running train on me. I and mean, I've always been down for that. To this day. To this, yeah, girls, two girls can run train on me whenever they want. All right, yeah. I, I, I just want a clarification. That's, That's a, I, two females. Let me be All very right. clear about that. Um, right. For Trey Frazier, this is Maestro Styles. Uh, once again, we appreciate y'all, and we'll be back next week for two oh one. Yes, sir.
Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. The been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 